Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. My name is Marcus Cole. Now, before we begin today's show, I wanted to remind you that once you've had a chance to check out our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcast. That helps you stay up to date on all the latest content from us, and it helps us get the word out to others to let them know that we're providing valuable information for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. On the phone with us today, appearing for the second time here on the podcast, is Brandon Ponchak, General Manager of Cincinnati Dutch Lions FC. Brandon, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Hope all is well and hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. Now, last time we had you on the show, we were talking about everything goalkeeping. Now we're going to take it in the opposite direction, and we're going to talk about adult soccer. Obviously, you have an extensive background in the adult soccer uh, area. Why don't you go ahead and just talk to us a little bit, starting off, about the importance of having adult soccer in our soccer landscape. I mean, I think adult soccer is important in a variety of ways. Um, I mean, personally, one of the biggest biggest for me is just the ability to continue competing and developing a community uh, on and off the field. I'm a big people person, and I know a lot of other people are as well. Uh, I love being around soccer people. Uh, so that, that community on the field competing and then off the field and what you can develop um, all around is a big aspect. Additionally, there's, there's a motivation to create more opportunities for adults to stay active and healthy. Um, the ability to represent a community, a town, region, wherever your club, wherever your team might represent. Uh, but then there's also a way to get high-level younger players competing with players who may be better, faster, stronger, smarter, and, and it'll push the development for all those players involved. I mean, just to, to put it in perspective, uh, there's over 2,000 boys and uh, almost 2,000 girls playing high school soccer in West Virginia. And that means there's roughly 500 boys and 450 girls who graduate every year from high school soccer. They should have a place to continue playing. And even if they don't go play college soccer or even when they're done playing college soccer, they should still be able to compete um, and and live that healthy, active lifestyle and also represent whatever they want to represent, whether it's their community, uh, you know, a region, wherever that might be. Um, And that's that's one of the big aspects of adult soccer um, that that we've really come to uh, focus on. Now, there's so many different levels in regards to adult soccer. Can you explain to us uh, some of the levels uh, that you've seen uh, in the various areas? Yeah, so one of the the most most known ways is just a local league. Um, I know here in Cincinnati, there's a few that do it. And it's really just, if you're located in this part of Cincinnati or this part of northern Kentucky, it's the one place to go play. Uh, everybody everybody goes there if they want to play adult soccer. It's very uh, fun. You know, it's just one of those aspects just to stay out there and be fun. Another one is regionally. Um, can you compete in uh, a regional league like we have established in Ohio Valley Premier League? Or there's one in the Gulf Coast Premier League. There's one in Washington. And all these things that have a regional aspect to them. And then one is nationally, um, you know, such as the USL League 2, uh, or the NPSL, those are national adult amateur leagues. Uh, 
they can be structured a variety of ways, whether it's small-sided 5v5, 7v7, uh, or to full-sided 11v11 leagues. Uh, some of them are just structured to just compete against a, a group of people, whether it's church leagues or community leagues, YMCA leagues. And in other leagues, they, they seek to have a, a regional to national recognition level. Uh, primarily, one of those avenues is to compete in, in adult amateur cups, whether that's uh, the Hank Steinbrecher Cup, USASA National Cups, or even the U.S. Open Cup. There are, I think, a, a lot of misconceptions of people when they think about the adult soccer. I know here, uh, at least in, in the Charleston area, our Kanawha Valley Soccer League, I know, has a, uh, a women's adult soccer league that's 7v7. And, and I think a lot of people, well, if I, you know, we can't, we've got to have 11v11, doesn't even necessarily have to be like that, right? No, not at all. I, honestly, I've been playing in 7v7 leagues uh, since I moved to Cincinnati, and, and those have some of the best turnouts uh, because you don't need to rely on a team of 15 players to hopefully play 11v11, and you're always kind of knowing that somebody's you're, several people are missing out. So the 7v7 ones, they're lesser commitment, lesser time commitment in terms of you're not out there for 90 minutes. You could be out there for a 50-minute game, and you're done. Um and, you know, as, as adults get older, one of the things that they don't necessarily keep up with is their fitness. Uh, so <laughs> playing on a, a full 11 v 11 field is not always something that people want to do, but they still want to play. They still enjoy kicking a ball and they still, I mean, really, it's just still like being with people that, that have like minds and, and want to continue competing. I, I, I like the idea of the of the fact that it's a it's a social aspect. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily. I mean, it depends on what you what you want to do of of your level of competition and and what you want to be. I mean, if you love the sport and you love being around it and you still have the aptitude to play it. Unfortunately, like me being you know fat and out of shape. <laughs> I mean, I could probably you know I could coach. I can give you a good two minutes. Uh, <laughs> you know put me in i'll give you a good two minutes and uh you know that kind of thing but i mean but that's the great thing i think about adult soccer is the fact that you can get out there and you know you don't even necessarily have to be good um you know just to enjoy yourself and enjoy the sport and uh and just be a part of your community right yeah absolutely i mean as far as i'm concerned the, the sport's for everybody and there should be some way for everybody to play um, I know one of the biggest things that's gained traction overseas and even somewhere, some places here in the U.S. is walking leagues for people that might have an injury or older people that don't really want to run and try to keep up with people that just go too hard. Um, that It's a walking league. So they get to get out there. They're still comp competing and they're still enjoying the sport with each other. And that's what it's about in the end. Um. We have a handful of adult leagues that I know about here in our state. Um, do you, I mean, do you see the growth of adult soccer continuing to grow? Or are we kind of at a plateau right now? Or uh, what are your thoughts on that? I, I do think that there's opportunities for more adult soccer to exist. Um, I mean, there are, there are millions of soccer players in the country. Um, every state has a good crop of players. I mean, they're just in West Virginia. I mean, they graduate 500 boys a year and almost 500 girls a year. Like, after four years, that number's still, like, there's still 2,000 players of, of four years at, at post-high school. Mm -hmm. 
not everybody goes on to play in college. Um, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But there still should be an opportunity to compete. And more so than anything, too, outside of the social, the competition, we grow up all through school, K through 12, learning about health, learning about physical education. But once you graduate high school or once you graduate from club, that health and well-being basically goes out the window unless you're lucky enough to live in an area that may have something exist. Let's say, uh, you know, a CrossFit gym or a, you know, even just a big box gym like a like a L.A. Fitness um, or a YMCA, something like that. Those only exist in certain areas. But soccer can continue to exist if we continue to grow the game together and work together and creating these opportunities for people to stay active and it'll live healthier lifestyles. Now, something you've been tweeting a lot about lately is the OVPL. Why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about that and uh, thoughts behind this new league? Yeah, so uh, the uh, Ohio Valley Premier League, OVPL, was basically created uh, just to have more opportunities for an often neglected group of players at the U23 age range. Um, Sometimes players don't go to college uh, or if they, you know, even if they go into college or it doesn't work out, they, they often don't have a place to play. And that's all, any sport. Um, soccer shouldn't just stop for right when you graduate high school, college, club, whatever. You should have the op- opportunity to play. So we saw a need here in Ohio Valley Premier League. And through my uh, working with the Cincinnati Dutch Lions, we, there's so many players that still want to play but there's very few opportunities for them to compete uh, outside of if they, if they can jump into an over 30 league or something like that. So you say, Hey, how can we create something more for these players? Um, You know, year one, it's a summer league to enhance this downtime during their careers for many. um, And it can be greatly utilized for development. So we said, Hey, let's, let's see what we can do that have, you know, grab other groups together that have this same mentality of let's try to keep them more active. Let's make sure that careers don't have to be done. Um, And if they leave the sport, guess what happens? They're probably not going to come back to the sport. And if they do come back to the sport, it may be 10 years down the road, maybe when they start having kids, why can't we create these opportunities through the OVPL to say, let's keep people involved in soccer. Let's increase the soccer numbers in the U S across all ages And some of that starts with adults. We keep them involved. Boom, they keep playing. They might have kids. Their kids can continue playing. There's always an outlet and an avenue for their careers to continue to to continue to play, really. Yeah, I think there's a real opportunity for growth in that area. I mean, just like um, a lot of people, when they think about youth soccer, they think about the travel side, but they don't think about the grassroots level and just the vast number of players we have playing grassroots soccer that have zero interest in playing club or travel soccer uh, beyond that point. I think that's, I mean, you know, the case here with uh, we just could have a ton of adults wanting to play the sport. And I think also too, the great thing is we're now starting to get to the point where we're getting these people that are in their early twenties and starting to be in their thirties that actually grew up around the sport. Um, I think that probably wasn't the case before and, and especially in West Virginia. Um, but I think it's such an area for growth. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I, I actually helped start a league um, where I grew up um, near Zanesville, Ohio. I started a league when I was in college for the summer, and it, it started out as 11 v 11 league. It was the first one for years outdoors in the area, and that was my first kind of foray into adult soccer when I was in college. I needed a place to play. The opportunities for like USL League Two or in PSL weren't there when I was in college. So it's like, how can we be active? My hometown, and it's probably like this in a lot of different areas, there's only soccer in the wintertime for adults and indoor soccer. Right. Most of the time, they're neglected when it comes to outdoor. And I get some of it as well that adults have time commitments. They have jobs. They have families. They have whatever, travel. Um, they have kids that are active. But that doesn't mean that something can't exist for those adults that still want to do something. Um, and that adult range, you know, it goes from 18 to, to 40 plus, you know, whoever can play, there should be an opportunity for them to play. What's funny is, uh, we, uh, at our hall of fame, uh, award ceremony that we had back in early March, uh, we got a video from the U S adult soccer association and it was their soccer fest, uh, um, uh, event that they held and they always send us the recap video, uh, to send. And it was really neat seeing the. 70 80 80 year old players out there playing <laughs> and, it, and it was just you know it was it was almost the, the and i felt at least me personally i felt the same way watching them play as i do watching a four and five year old play just for the pure joy of yeah. the sport that's what it's about right there it was wonderful just seeing them play and uh, and enjoying enjoying the time that they had out there on the field. Now, obviously, the pandemic that we're going through right now has affected adult soccer in the clubs. Um, talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing out there as far as uh, how this has all affected everybody. Yeah, and like you know, like everything else, it's just put soccer, adult soccer, on a hold. Um, the timetable, nobody really knows how to navigate it and and what's next. Um, it's just important that we we we're working together. Uh, we're communicating with each other, trying to figure out how to survive. Uh, you know, how can we create other avenues to for continued engagement, for that in continued community that 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 adult sports, adult competitions about. You know, so it's I mean, for the Cincinnati Dutch Lions and others, we've got into esports. You know, so we have this you know FIFA gamer uh, representing us and building this community within esports. Um, I, I think honestly, though, one of the most overlooked aspects, and I've had some conversations with others about this, is this is the longest off season that we've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is an opportunity for clubs, for leagues, to really focus on how we can do things better. Uh, how can we structure things differently? Potentially, what are we doing that works, or, or what are we doing that doesn't work? Um, it's really an opportunity for a 360 degree evaluation. Um, get feedback from a variety to say, hey, maybe this is the next steps that we need to take as a league, as a club, as an individual, as a coach, as a player. Um, it, it's a, we should we should take advantage of this offseason. You know, I, I, nobody wants this to happen again, you know, like especially this long delayed offseason, especially a pandemic like this. But we got to take advantage of it and use it for for the good. Absolutely. I always try to be on the positive end of things is that this is a, 
this is an opportunity, I believe, and it's an opportunity and everybody's, everybody has to learn to adapt, uh, you know, businesses and um, they're going to have to learn how, how to adapt. There are certain businesses that I've seen that continue to restaurants that have changed the way that they're doing things and, and still trying to keep their employees employ, employed. Um, and I think it's the same thing for soccer. It's just an opportunity to kind of look back and, uh, like you said, you know, see the things that are working, see the things that are not working, see how can things be more accessible uh, to those, you know, so I think sometimes we get caught up a little bit in the rules and regulations and policies and, and maybe we should be looking more towards, yeah, I know that there's, you know, some parents out there or adults that have other commitments, whether it be work, whether it be kids, whether it be elderly parents, whatever it is, but what can we do to make soccer more accessible to them and mm-hmm. more access or easy, more easily for them to participate? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Agree. hundred percent. What can people do uh, even during this pandemic to help support adult soccer in their community? I, I'd personally love to see more, more people uh, and groups create opportunities for a club to play uh, or at least go support the local adult soccer scene, figure out what's nearby. Um, if there's nothing nearby, can you start, you know, can you start something that's your local uh adult soccer organization or can you say hey there's this other soccer organization whether it's a youth club or ymca or whatever that exists maybe i can go to them and say hey i want this opportunity for adults because this is important for these reasons um you know these clubs are doing it for the love of the game in their community uh and and the kids that are coming up through it's not about making tons of money they want to keep people involved in the game they want to represent their community they want to develop or they just, you know, they, they enjoy the sport and they want to stay active and healthy. I mean, that's one of the, some people say, you know, the only time I get out and do stuff is when I'm out playing soccer. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a positive thing. Um, So we should create more of those opportunities, you know, as, as things continue to hopefully open back up in the near future, whatever that may be, go watch some games. Um, When, when, you know, when we're back and safe, obviously, If, if you have the capabilities, buy some merchandise, watch some live streams, Give them some social media love, website love, whatever that is, you know, be active with them, engage with them. Uh, Young players need to need someone to look up to and have a dream of playing somewhere. And sometimes the first time they can do that is if there's a local club to support, you know, so how can they continue to give somebody somebody to dream towards? Um, We never know what a club could become in the future or what some of these players may do for the game in the future. So there's, there's so many possibilities for the game to continue to develop and grow. Uh, maybe a person has some skills or time, you know, volunteer to help a club, help with merchandise, help with graphic design, help with websites or social media. It's all part of the community. The game is within and it wants to enhance it. You know, like personally for the Ohio Valley Premier League, we provide a natural platform for clubs and communities to serve those uh, leaving their club and continuing to play in the summers or beyond and for high profile players to stay sharp. Um, that that's what it's about. It's about continuing to provide opportunities for players, for communities, and for the game to continue to grow. Brandon is a wonderful follow on Twitter. Uh, you know, lots of, uh, lots of good stuff coming from his uh, Twitter feed. Where can they find you online, Brandon? I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I, I try not to get on too many rants at times. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Ponchak, C-D-L-F-C, and that's P-O-N-C-H-A-K-C-D-L-F-C. And that's, uh, you know, it's my last name, Brandon Ponchak, 
and uh, the club I work for and uh, really enjoyed my three plus years being here. And that's Cincinnati Dutch Lions FC. Wonderful. And anybody has any questions about adult soccer, you're always willing to talk, aren't you? Yeah, let's let's talk, especially right now. I have nothing but time to talk. So <laughs> I l always, always love connecting with people about the game and through the game and and who knows where it can take us. Wonderful. Well, Brandon, thank you for coming on the show and uh, talking to us today a little bit about uh, uh, your experiences in adult soccer. I appreciate you having me. Hope, hope everybody stays safe and healthy. Uh, we're in this together. We'll get through this together. You bet you we will. And thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. Now that you've heard our show, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode, so we hope to see you next week. Take care.